well, I hit such a bad shot on the par three. She lasered it. She went, it's like 52 yards. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks, babe. And she's like, is this a par four? I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. She's like, wow, that was a really bad shot. I was like, thank you. I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning? I'm like, why are we out here? Because <laughs> they, they love the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not want to hit a little like, golf ball around. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Henny and Hallie, Women with Game. I'm going to keep this intro really short because it has been a very emotive uh, last week or so for women worldwide, people worldwide, in fact, because this issue affects more than just women, um, with the recent rulings out of the US uh, with regards to Roe versus Wade. Um, so I guess trigger warning, this is a intense episode, um, but one that Hallie and I are really proud of, and we are really proud of our guests that we have this week. Uh, Mel Reed is always such a fascinating individual and role model to chat to, and we hope that uh, you all get as much out of this episode as Hallie and I did. Mel Reed, welcome to Henny and Hallie, Women with Game. You are certainly one with game on and off the course. Thank you so much for joining us. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me on. This is cool. Of course. Well, you know, but between the time that we asked you to come on the podcast and now I'm recording it, some um, crazy events have happened in the U.S. Uh, Roe versus Wade was overturned and you and a few of your fellow touring professionals put out a really moving statement, um, which you guys can all see on Mel's social media, as well as Michelle Wees and Gemma Driver as a bunch of um, really um, well-known LPGA players. Mel, just curious, what went into that statement and how did you guys sort of come together and decide uh, to put something out? Um. <clears throat> I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but um, I didn't necessarily, I thought the LPGA statement was quite neutral. Um, and so me and Marina, we, we talk quite a lot. I know that you're really, you're really good friends with her as well. Like she's, she's awesome. She's very outspoken, which is what I love about her. And she was like, you know, I just, I think we're going to do a statement together. Would you be cool to get on a call and, and have a chat about it? And I was like, absolutely. Like once I finished playing on Sunday and it was kind of her and I think Michelle that really drove it. Um, I kind of got my points across what I felt about it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, credit to them. Uh, we kind of, they kind of put it together and I was like, I would, uh, that's exactly how I would have put it. I'm not the most literal person. And so they're way more intelligent in that aspect of things. And they knew exactly what to say. And yeah, I mean, I think it's important. And I'm, honestly, like it, it actually made me a bit emotional how many of the LPG girls kind of got together and did that. I thought it was a really powerful, not just statement, but powerful as a collective of, of you know, as women in sport, that it does affect, um, you know, every single woman. This does affect every single woman. And it's, I think that to use our platform the way that we did, it was just something that I was incredibly proud of. What the, obviously the news came out while um, you were at the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, which is just outside of Washington. Um, what was the feeling or sentiment among the players that week, in general, and then in response to the LPGA initial lack of statement and then statement? Yeah, I mean, actually, I was sat with uh, Brittany Linscombe, um, you know, who's I think she's seven and a half months pregnant and still kicking my ass. So that was. Uh, 
that was kind of the topic of the conversation. And then obviously we heard about uh, the Roe versus Wade. And so, you know, we just were like, what are we doing? Are we going back to like the Handmaid's Tales kind of thing? Like, this is kind of crazy that I, I was shocked because, listen, I, I love America. I, I really do. You know, I've married a, an amazing American uh, woman and I do call this place my home. Um, and so for something like that to be overturned after so many years, it kind of scared me a little bit. I was just, you know, my manager, Cassette, she's very outspoken about women's rights and, you know, she got really emotional about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the players, a lot of the players were talking about it. I'm not going to lie because, you know, it's going to affect in some way you're going to have a connection where it's going to affect you. Right. So I had one player, um, I won't obviously tell you who it is, um, who actually said, Oh, it won't even affect you. And I was like, that's really not, (laughs) that's really not the point. Um, you know, if me and Carly want to have a family, like it, it will affect us and it may affect us in some way, should I say. And also, it's not even that. It's about speaking up for all women, right, that, that don't have a voice or feel like they don't have a voice. And I think it's very important for women, especially in, in our industry, to kind of get together and, and rally behind this, especially with the statement that was put out. I was just a little bit disappointed in the statement that was put out by the LPGA, if I'm completely honest. And I may get in trouble for that, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, I just thought it was very, very neutral and a bit of a scared message. Um, so, yeah, I was... I was, uh, again, which is even more important why we had to put our statement as players. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it one step further because I okay. Thank you. can. <laughs> I was furious. I was, yeah, near, I was we all were, I was, I felt physically sick because mm-hmm. the biggest sports organization for women in the U S possibly worldwide. I need to do some research on that, but certainly within the U S felt, the need to put well firstly didn't put out a statement which mm-hmm. made me just seething and then put out a neutral statement that just meant absolutely nothing and was just full of ridiculous words and it's like you represent all of mm-hmm. these female athletes I'm curious was it I guess was that representative of the players no was there a feeling of oh it's split down the middle and actually a lot of us are feeling pro that um honestly like I don't I don't know if it's split or not um I would say I'm relatively friendly with most of the most of the girls out there and 99.9 percent were very much you know disappointed in 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 the result with the Roe versus Wade obviously because like I said it's going to affect you in some way you're going to know somebody that it's going to affect whether it's yourself or somebody else um so, yeah, I mean, listen, as a women's sports organization, I, I do feel like the LPGA could have done more. Um, I, would have, I would have loved them to have done more. I was expecting more. And I felt exactly the same as you. I was a little bit, it was just a bunch of words to me. It, was, it, didn't, it wasn't even a statement. It was just a bunch of words just to tick the box, which mm. infuriates me more than anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're going to put out a statement, put out a statement. I felt like a lot of other women's sports organizations put out an incredible statement. Um, you know, like the WNBA, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know, the women's soccer, they put out a great statement. Like, I just, I just feel like, yeah, we certainly as a, as a women's sports organization and, you know, as long as we've been, uh, you know, around and you know, look, we go back to like the 13 founders. That's what we've kind of been told ever since we've become a pro uh, on the LPGA or, or become a rookie on the LPGA is to, to act like a founder. Like that to me wasn't acting like a founder. 
that wasn't mm. fighting for something that you believe in or something that will affect, you know, the women that are in your work environment. And so, um, yeah, I was just, I was, I was disappointed. I was, I felt exactly the same as you. I was, mm. I was a little bit disappointed. Well, I was very disappointed in the statement, to be honest. You know, it's, it's, I tried to think for a long time, you know, for the last few days, well, what went into, you know, first of all, the non-statement, the no statement, and then the sort of statement that wasn't a statement. And I was like, well, maybe it's an issue with like sponsors that are fairly conservative, or maybe it's an issue because, you know, there are maybe some tour, a lot of tour players that are pro-life, but I think it just goes back to, you can be pro-life like but that is on you like if you don't believe in abortion Mm. that is for you to decide and that's this what this whole thing is about it's your right to choose and if it's so if you don't believe in abortion you don't have to have one (laughs) but there are certain things like uh, you know if if you have an ectopic pregnancy if there are certain situations where you know an abortion is necessary to save the mother's life and so to not give a woman that choice first of all it's none of your business why anybody would want mm-hmm. to get an abortion second of all it might be a a serious health issue and so i think that's what it comes down to because i was trying to think i was like well maybe it's you know it's because there are maybe some lpj players are pleased with with the um with the outcome but again it's about the right to choose and what's good for you know for um for the individual woman themselves so yeah, I, I agree. I was also would agree with you guys pretty disappointed with that, but it'd be interesting to talk to some, somebody in like the, you know, the commissioner or someone in like a, a leadership position at the LPGA and be like, what went, what went into this? Because uh, clearly a lot of the LPGA players like you, Mel and, and Marina and, and a lot of the girls felt that, you know, did not feel, um you know, in line with what the LPGA put out. One more point that, if there are young girls, women listening to this, I just feel so strongly that I've seen a lot on Twitter. Oh, what if you need to have one for health reasons? What if rape? What if incest? No, what if you're married or you're with your long-term partner or you're so whatever, and you just don't want a child right now? Like, that's okay. I just want to, I just want to let women and young girls know that there is, you don't need an excuse as to why or why not you might want to have a child in that moment. And it's not irresponsible. I think that's the other argument I've seen that really angers me is, oh, it's irresponsible. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Things happen. We're all human. Everybody makes mistakes. And if that has happened and you feel like, yeah, okay, right now, because obviously, we, I mean, I'm in England where there's, it's not a, contentious issue really I mean I'm sure it is for certain people but for the law it's not right now um and I think there are a lot of people around the world looking in on this issue who maybe never had any of these thoughts or feelings of shame or lack of responsibility or purely for medical reasons and now this is making them think oh hang on should I feel this certain way about it and I just want to so clearly even if it's just one person that is listening to this that it's absolutely your choice for whatever the hell reason you want to have an abortion if that is your choice and it's okay right and I'll just I'll just add on that and I completely agree with with both of you and and Hallie just mentioned there like it's not it should be a choice right and there will be certain situations like you know I know people who are very very religious that would that are very pro-life and I'm like that's 
I have no issue with that either. That doesn't, you know, that that's your choice, but there's now no choice. Right. And I've had some of my best friends growing up that have, have had abortions and it's really affected them. Like they've already felt extremely guilt, even to this day. I mean, it happened 10 years ago. You know, even to this day, they've felt a huge amount of guilt about it. And I just that's my issue as well is it just wasn't one. You know, it might have been medical. Um, you know, I won't get into detail about it or it just wasn't the right time. And it affected, you know, her and her, her partner, who was a guy, you know, like it still affects the men mm -hmm. as well. Like, you know, he struggled with it for a while as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just to not have the choice I think is just a huge step backwards and I'm actually shocked that it I can't even I can't even still can't even believe that it's happening in 2022 to be completely honest with you it's just it's literally mind-boggling to me um so yeah I mean I just want to reiterate as well like to any any girl like the you know you should never ever feel guilty or you know it is your body and and you know there's a lot there's loads of people a lot a lot of people in this world which are extremely about pro you know having a choice and you know you should never you should never ever feel guilty about doing the right thing for yourself and mel i think you know you made a good point there as well the abortion affecting um your friend's partner who was a guy who i think a lot of people it's like your friend that said well this doesn't affect you well that's why <laughs> that's so not true like it affects right. everybody and we all will have friends, siblings, et cetera, that this will, you know, will this will affect if not ourselves. So mm -hmm. it's really important um, to speak out and especially the men in our lives as well that are, you know, that think that this is a women's issue and mm -hmm. we need, we need advocates and allies in this, in this moment. Um, and speaking of advocates and, and allies, Mel, with Pride Month coming to an end, you um, are a member of the LGBTQ plus community and you've um, been so courageous and sharing your story, um, which has been amazing to see. And I think that, you know, it's important for, you know, for us, for, for myself and Henny, for whoever is, who is maybe not a member of that community to be, uh, to be allies, not just this month, but every month. And I'm curious kind of what, why is it so important for you, whether it's Rovers Wade, whether it's LGBTQ plus issues, um, Black Lives Matter, any any of these issues that you, you know, um, sort of stood up and put your foot down and said, you know, this is how I feel. Why is it so important for you to um, to be outspoken? Um, I think that a lot of I, I always take it back to a lot of girls. Um, I can kind of only speak for, for the girls on tour that, I'm, that, I, that I know, but you know, they give a lot back to the game in so many different amazing ways through charities and events and awareness. Um, you know, mine was just, I just felt like I've been in a lot of situations or I should say that I've, I've been around a lot of situations where just love being who you are and loving who you love has really affected them in a negative way. And the still to this day, I've felt very ashamed, very guilty. They've lost family members, you know, connections with family members because of it. Um, and so I just wanted to be a voice, basically. That's all I wanted to be. I just wanted to use my platform for, for that reason. And, you know, I was at a point in my life where I was very comfortable with who I was. Um, everybody that I actually cared about their opinion knew about my sexuality. And so... I was ready to take the opinions, I guess, and the backlash of it. And to be honest, I didn't really get that much. Like it was actually really, um, it was just very powerful for me because 
I just want to stand up for every every single person who is in that community who feels like they don't have a place in this world. I was like, listen, I'm proud of who I am. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to love who I love and I'm just going to be the best version of me. And that's ultimately all it is. And I think that especially with golf, like there's this big stigma around, um, you know, especially in my community and especially for the guys, I think it's certainly easier for the women, which, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, especially I think for men, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of them as well. Of course I am, because it's extremely difficult for them. You know, it's still a bit of a locker room and, you know, it's a very male dominated world is, is the golfing world still. And, you know, I just wanted to be a voice for them as well. And just be like, listen, it's okay. Like it may be rough for a little bit, but it, I promise you, like it will end up being okay. Um, and that's basically why I, I speak up about important issues. Like, you know, even with the black lives matter, you know, road versus weight, like it's important for me and people are like, you know, I get backlash sometimes like stay in your lane, just play golf. Well, no, I'm, I have a freedom of speech and, you know, I, I truly believe in these things. And if I'm able to use my platform for that, the, the small platform that I have and have an influence on somebody, that's incredible. Like I remember when, when I first, you know, did my story about coming out, I went to the golf club a couple of days later and I just moved to, to Jupiter in Florida, um, which is pretty conservative at times. And I remember this, this man came up to me, he must've been in the mid seventies. And he's like, oh, can I have a chat? And I was like, oh, here we go. And he said, um, I read your story. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I didn't quite know what he was going to say. And he says, my granddaughter is gay. And um, I've really struggled with it. But after hearing you, I kind of educated myself a little bit. And he says, I'm sorry to, to understand. And I just want to say thank you. And that to me was like the most important, mm. like incredible thing that someone could have said to me was just making a difference to them and educating them. And realize like it's all about education right and all these and all these issues it's all about educating yourself and and then having your opinion you know don't just have an opinion because you have an opinion like just educate yourself on it a little bit and then have your opinion yeah. um so yeah that was one of the probably one of the more powerful messages or kind of things that I had happen to me when I came out so and it's just important it's important to always fight for what you believe in and um like I said, I've always been very outspoken and I will continue to do that. And representation is so important. It's so, so important. And Mel, you're doing such an incredible job, you know, standing up and, and speaking about what you believe in. Um, it's interesting just talking about sharing your your thoughts and opinions on issues that that you're passionate about. You know, I think at least I only saw one PGA Tour player post anything about Roe versus Wade, and it was Max Homa, um, mm -hmm. who, you know, we all know and love. And he just said, women deserve better. Like, that's all he said, which was plenty. But like, good Lord, you would have thought that like the people I mean, the, the, I don't know if he if he did this in advance, knowing what was coming, the backlash. But he um, he turned off the comments so people couldn't comment. But I sort of retweeted it. And I was like, you know, I really my favorite kind of players are the players that don't stick to sports. And people are like, Max Homa was my favorite player. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it's, it's tough. And, and you understand, I mean, you see that kind of backlash and then you realize, man, I get why, why certain players mm -hmm. don't speak up because they're gonna get this from, especially from a 
from a largely conservative community that golf has, you're going to get these people that just, you know, just, just pound on the negativity and the hatred. So again, Mel, just so appreciative of you, um, you know, being able to, I guess, with, withstand that and sort of say that it's worth it because I really do think representation matters, not only as, you know, a member of the LGBTQ plus community, but also just of someone that is like willing to do it because that to, to say how they feel, because I feel like the more people that are, are willing to speak up, it's then it, it's more makes it more um, makes it easier for everyone else to do it. Like, as you saw with your statement that you guys put out Roe versus Wade, that I feel like it, it, there's power in numbers and it makes it more, it makes it easier if you see, hey, Mel Reed posted this. So I feel comfortable posting this. So I just th- thank you for, for, for your efforts. I, I think it really does go a long way. No, of course. And it's important. Again, we keep going back like it's important. And, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I wish the guys would have said a little bit more because it will affect them, you know, like, especially if they have daughters or they're going to have daughters or, you know, even their sons that, you know, they're going to be affected by it too, like the future generation. And, you know, they were very, I was just shocked by how, I guess, a little bit disappointed in a few of the guys in that, you know, they're very openly talking about like live golf and then something like this comes up and it's complete silence. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) this is so much more important than the money situation about live golf. Like, why are you guys not speaking? Like just put something, but again, I understand the backlash. I do understand that, but I mean, to make change, like you're just going to have to accept that. And trust me, like it's, them making a comment or us making a comment is way more powerful than any backlash we're ever going to get. Like, I think that's what you got to take into, into consideration is, you know, you got to take what I'm doing is for the greater good. And I'm just gonna, or I believe it is. So, you know, if I'm going to get backlash for it, it doesn't even compare to the impact that I'm going to have, even if it's just on one person that to me, I could have a million awful comments. If I get one, like that's really positive and thank you so much for doing this. This is changed my life. That's enough for me. Um, and that's kind of how I see it because I've had backlash in the past. I had a really bad with the when golf came back with the charity match with the Taylor made at Seminole. I mean, that's probably the worst backlash I've ever had. Um, Carly actually switched my I took Twitter and Instagram off because the comments were just hor- like horrendous. I actually have never been trolled like that before ever. Um, and it's difficult. Like you can see why people, you know, who do have a huge platform, they they do struggle to say what they need to say because the backlash is incredible. But, you know, you look at all these, you know, top athletes or, you know, people who do have a huge influence and when they do speak up about things, that's, it's even more powerful because the backlash that they get is, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a very, very small amount of it and it's, it is tough, but it's important that you, that you speak your mind and you speak for what you believe in because that's where change happens. Definitely. It's frustrating sometimes I think with golf, community almost with so many of these issues I just wish it was more progressive and then the laughable thing is in a few weeks time someone will go how do we grow the game mm-hmm. and you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> and go, shall we have another panel maybe a discussion <laughs> meetings it's the dress code it's definitely the dress code and it's like it's the hoodies honey it's the hoodies <laughs> Oh, and you're standing there though, and you're thinking like, how do I even begin this conversation with you? Because you're just not going to get it. So talking about dress code, I was actually down in South Florida 
um, a few weeks ago. And it's a golf course that I, I've been to many times. They have always looked after me. They're, they're amazing. And one of the, like one of the, the guys that greets you, he was an older gentleman and he came up to me, he says, Hey Mel, what's up? I was like, Hey, what's up? Like just having a chat with him. And he said, um, has anyone ever spoke to you about your dress code? And I went, excuse me. And he went, your shorts are really short. He said, they should only be like three inches above your knee. And I went, oh, is that a, a dress code? Is that your dress code or a, a dress code from the golf club? Because I haven't seen anything. And he's like, well, we like to keep traditions around here. And I was like, well, the awkward thing is these are my long shorts. I said, I was going to wear my short shorts tomorrow. And I just like <laughs> said to him, I just, I couldn't help myself. And then I said, this is the issue with the game. I said, why do you have such an issue with my shorts? Like if that's, it, like if I was just a newcomer to the game and I go to whatever this a company and get my shorts, like if you have good legs or you don't have good legs, whatever you want to wear, whether it be leggings or anything, and somebody then comes and comments on it, the first time you ever step into a golf club, I wouldn't want to play golf. And that's my issue. Like people are just so into like the petty stuff. And I'm just like, guys, you know, like what is what is your issue like it, it frustrates me so much I think the overall thing is I don't understand why you care how anybody lives their life no I know whether they're know. straight or not whether they're yeah. black yeah. or white whether they yeah. marry yeah. someone else who's black or white or straight or not whether they mm -hmm. have an abortion or not whether they wear hot pants leather or <laughs> a fucking overall like I don't care because it's not what yeah. I'm doing right. I do what I want to do you do what you want to do. We're all happy. Why am I losing sleep over anything that like anyone else wants to do with their life? I truly right. like I I think all of the issues come down to that. And I think there's so many times when I see people like going off on certain issues. Like, why the fuck do you care how other people are living their lives? Mm -hmm. You can't control the whole planet. You're not right. Dr. Evil. Stop I think it comes trying. down to fear. I think people are just afraid of what they don't know. 100%. But why do you have to know? Just put your blinkers on. Go and yeah, live in your house. Exactly. You don't no, need to know what true. I'm doing. It's very true. But people like to control and people like to live in their world that, you know, it is what they know. It makes know? no sense. You're going to have, what's the population right now? Couple seven billion. I don't know. Trillion. I don't know. You're billion, going to go control billion. seven billion people, are you? And how they live their day-to-day -day life and what they think and how they feel makes no fucking sense. <laughs> if you logically no. break it down, it makes zero sense. Yeah. I just it frustrates the hell out. Like on every single issue that we're talking about, it all comes down to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just it's about people feeling self-worth, right? Like him saying that he felt of importance. And I was like, listen, dude, if that makes you feel bad ripping on my shorts, then you know, you do you, but I was just like, this is pathetic. And I, I actually made me feel uncomfortable. I was like the whole day trying to put my shorts down. I was like, you know, and I was just like, why have you made me feel like that? I mean, I've allowed him to make me feel like that at the same time. Like, usually I don't normally care about stuff like that. But I was just like, wow, he like really, he didn't upset me, but he just made me feel uncomfortable. And I was like, if I feel uncomfortable, like imagine if you were, you know, a person of color trying the game for the first time and someone said that to you like you just be like peace i'm not golf sucks and that's the that's the issue you talk you know yeah. how are you meant to get new people into the game that we're all trying to from some diverse communities and from all walks of life like it's just it's always a constant battle 
Well, I think you just, if you are from any other community other than straight, white and over 50, you just go, no thanks, that's not for me because I don't fit yeah. in. Ultimately, yeah. we all just want to fit in and feel comfortable, don't we? Right. So if you're thinking, how am I going to spend my precious leisure time that I don't have much of and my precious income that I don't have much of, am I going to spend it on a place that I feel uncomfortable and I have mm-hmm. to fight in and actually nobody shares the same values as me? Uh, no. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go I'm going to go to somewhere where I feel included and actually makes me feel good and I go home and I feel positive about my time off mm-hmm. I think sometimes I have to be reminded you know because me having grown up in this golf bubble and you know knowing you guys and I, I'm like oh yeah like I have very progressive friends like golf we're, we're really making a move and then I'll get in a situation where um I'll meet someone from like, like the outside world, you know, <laughs> like they'll be like, Ledbetter, that's a weird last name. Like they don't have, they have zero clue <laughs> and, and it's great, but I'll, they're like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I work in golf. And they're like, golf <laughs> and like the f- expression on their face. And I'm like, oh, I forget how the rest of the world <laughs> still sees golf. And they're like, why? How'd you get into that? <laughs> and I'm like, long story. <laughs> um, but well, I think that it, you like just how far we have to go until you talk to someone who who like knows golf for as golf. <laughs> right. I think that leads us sort of perfectly into our our final question for you, Mel, is moving forwards, what would you love to see in terms of changes or the state of the game for golf in the future? That's a really broad question. Um, On purpose. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Take it anywhere you wish. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I listen, like, I would love it to be more accessible for everybody, um, first of all. I would love it to be a lot more inclusive. Um, I do think that golf clubs should take a little bit more responsibility, um, you know, educating the staff and making, if you're going to a golf club, whether it's your first time or your thousandth time, you should feel welcome there. So I think that a lot of golf clubs could do a lot more in that sense and and making it a lot more of a welcoming place. Um, And make it just, I I understand traditions and, and don't get me wrong, I do, believe certain like there are certain golf courses which you know tradition is what makes it special but just make it more fun like you know I think that golf clubs now like um you know there's now like music on driving ranges and things like that and I just think that things like that are are progressive um you know I think that clothing companies now are a lot more progressive um like you can literally walk off a golf course and go straight to I always say like I love the fact that I can just walk off a golf course, go straight to a bar to meet friends and people don't know that I play golf. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's progressing in in the clothing industry. And yeah, that's, that's basically all I want. I just want it to be more inclusive and more accessible and yeah, just none of this, you know, complaining about how short your shorts are or if your shirt's untucked, like just, you know, it's, it's fine. There's really a lot bigger things to worry about than if your shirt's untucked. If you could describe your ideal um, scene at a golf course a hundred years down the line and two other generations of Minnie Mel's and Carly's go bowling into the golf club and they come back and they're like, hey, grandmas, like this is how it was today. Hey, grandmas. <laughs> 
I hate grandmas. Um, <laughs> wow. Wait, are um, Mel and Carly the grandmas? Yeah, grandmas. A hundred years from now. Wow. Hey, yeah. What supplements are you taking? Uh, I'll be doing yoga and living on a beach with six dogs at that point. So I'll be, yeah, I'll be they're thriving. Health, they're healthy women. I'll be they're thriving. very healthy. Carly will be sipping green juice through a straw. Yeah, we'll be thriving. Um, <laughs> hundred and thirty something. Uh, yeah. All right, back in my day, I had to wear long shorts. Um, <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe my We're a little bit out. <laughs> um honestly that they just like love golf like from a like they go there and they're like oh me and my mates like I don't know just have like a little bit more of a community in the golf world like that's all it is I just want them to like I grew up very lucky like I grew up at a golf course where there was like 90 juniors and we literally had a blast like we would play 45 holes a day and the members would get annoyed at us because we were just constantly on the golf course like I I just I would love that again Honestly, like I would just love like my grandkids or, you know, when I'm 180 or whatever you said I was going to be to just be like, I just I just love going to golf. Like that's my happy place. I love being there with my mates. I love just messing around, being creative. I just love trying to get better. Um, you know, I love the the kind of, you know, the integrity and the discipline and the honesty that it teaches me. And, and because it has like golf has taught me some incredible life lessons and has obviously brought me to incredible people. Like I owe golf so much um, and that's kind of, you know, whether they become professional or they just do it recreationally. Like I just want them to just enjoy golf. I just want them to think it's, it's just a fun place to be. That's basically what I would love. I love that. That's a great answer and a wonderful way to finish our chat. Mel, thank you. We could go on talking to you forever and ranting forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is just, it's just so refreshing, I think. And I know I can say this on behalf of Hallie to have an honest conversation, honest and open conversation, a real conversation with an incredible athlete such as yourself, who's such a wonderful role model. So um, thank you so much for your time and for joining us. No, and thank you. And like you guys doing this podcast is important. You know, and I just want to just reiterate that, that, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed between us. And yeah, we appreciate you guys a lot. So thank you so much for what you guys are doing in, in the golf industry as well. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, oh, Mel. All right. Enjoy here. the rest of your day. Tell Carly to say hi. And everybody yeah. else listening, make sure that you're following Mel on social, but also her very hilarious wife, uh, Carly, who. Yeah, is she's she's way funnier than me. She's, she's way more worth a follow than I am. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's getting to a head a little bit. So just, yeah, just be careful. Not too many followers getting to a head a little bit. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thanks, Mel. Talk to you awesome. soon. Thank you guys. Penny, it's so refreshing to speak with a professional, I would say professional athlete, but I'm just going to say professional golfer because there are a lot of professional athletes that are outspoken, but professional golfer that is willing to put her neck out and take the, you know, negative repercussions of speaking her mind because she knows how important it is to speak out um, one, you know, for representation in terms of the LPG, LB, I would say LPGA, LB, LBGTQ plus community, and as well as the important issues of Roe vs. Wade, Black Lives Matter, these progressive um, issues that, you know, need to be spoken about that aren't necessarily um, spoken about that often in the golf community. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, can lead to some, you know, some negative repercussions 
but I, it's just so refreshing to to speak with Mel and and for her to to say it's worth it. And I know that this is the way that I'm going to give back and the way that I'm going to grow the game. Yeah, and I think you said it spot on that by saying golfer instead of athlete because the golf community predominantly isn't progressive and so that makes it even more impressive that a player like Mel steps up and says hey this is me this is who I am and I want to inspire other people who think and feel just like me it's just always such a pleasure to speak to someone who's honest and truthful and I think when we talk about interviewing any athlete that's all you want right you want a real honest conversation and you know with Mel that you're always going to get that um so yeah as, as I said um at the start of this episode I just hope that you will get as much from that conversation as we did I know uh, honestly I'm not just saying this like I leave this conversation in this episode feeling inspired myself and I'm sure you feel the same way Hallie a hundred percent Henny and I think that you know, you and I both have a boss named Stina Sternberg, who's incredibly outspoken on social media. And she was kind of like the first woman that I ever saw that sort of put her neck out and said, you know, this is how I feel. I'm pretty, have a pretty progressive stance on this issue. Um, and I'm not going to let the fact that I work in a primarily conservative space deter me from sharing my opinions. And so I think that kind of going back to there is the the idea that there are powers and numbers seeing Mel put out that statement with multiple of her fellow LPGA players the more that we can create a safe space um for people to share their thoughts and feelings and opinions the better um the the better that golf is going to be and the better you know the more welcoming it's going to look and i just can't think um, Mel or Stina enough for that matter, or yourself or whoever else that is willing to sort of take that initial hit as we all kind of, I kind of feel like we all have little hammers in our hands and we're trying to break down this like big brick wall. So if we can get more people with our little hammers, just tap, tap, tapping away, <laughs> then eventually we're that. going to, you know, break it down. But we yeah. need a lot of people with a lot of little hammers. I don't really know why that's my <laughs> visual of choice, but I it enjoy is. that. <laughs> it's funny because my little visual of choice was like a little fish just like swimming away from the pack because the general pack in golf is very conservative and all thinks one way and mm. you're know, we're these little fish that just pop up and we're like not me no nope, <laughs> I don't think that nope which I think is why it's even more uh I think impressive that players like Mel like yourself um speak out because you like you know you're gonna get a hit even oh, yeah. even finishing this episode I'm like we are going to get backlash here. <laughs> I can't even imagine the, the comments. Bring it on, but... baby. <laughs> Bring it on. Cut to me crying in my bed. <laughs> to me like a demon with a glass of wine over the block button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go on these exactly. block rampages. I love exactly. it. And listen, that's not to say if you're, if you have opposite views of us, go off, like say, you know, say, say what you want to say. And I respect your opinion, but I think, and that's why it's so funny. Like when we mentioned the Max Homa thing and people are like, somebody said to me, would you, would he be your favorite player if he was also sharing his, uh, you know, he, if he had opposite views and I'm like, listen, Max Homa having like, would not be 
a um, if Max Homa had incredibly conservative views and was sharing that, he would not be an outlier in this case. That's the whole right. Point I think that's here. the point. Is you know, the, like I I'm said, the like, swimming upstream. Not, the like, yeah, I'm not telling people that have a very conservative point of view, they can't share their views. I'm just saying there are not a lot of progressive people in golf that share their views. So that's what I'm, it's, it just needs to be a, um, a welcoming place for, for all views and, and people yeah. need to feel comfortable to, and to I share think, that. I think a lot of the point is like each side probably feels like, oh, this is good versus evil. Like how can you possibly think that way? And like I sort of rented in the podcast, like, just live and let live. Yeah. Like you don't have to have an opinion on how I live my life right. or Mel or you or anyone. Like, yeah, I think that's, you know, we're a lot, we're all a lot more similar than we think. And ultimately we all want to fit in. We all want to feel um, happy and at peace. And as you said, part of a community. And so, yeah, there's going to be differing opinions in that, but if everybody's shouting one thing and you feel like scared or um, unable to be yourself, then I think it is very important to have role models that put their hand up and stand out from that big crowd and say, hi, I think just how you think. So that's okay. And then that person's like, oh, okay, cool. And I think that's what it was. Yeah. Thank goodness. I can continue in this arena or community and know that there is at least one other like-minded person there and I think that's sort of what it's about exactly but I know similarly to what I said to Mel at the end of the interview we we could just go on talking about a lot of this forever so (laughs) we don't want this to turn into a two-hour episode for your um so we will say goodbye for now we'll see you again in another uh, we'll speak sorry We'll speak to you again in another couple of weeks. Um, Until then, though, feel free to uh, let us know your thoughts. Or don't, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you guys in a few weeks.